The Complex is sponsored by James Ochoa's book, Focused Forward, Navigating the Storms of Adult ADHD, and his training, Professional Trailblazing, a new roadmap for treating adults with ADHD. You can find these, as well as James's virtual brainstorming Q&A meetups for adults with ADHD, ADHD Town Hall, on his website, jamesochoa.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode four's Afterthoughts. I have James virtually across the screen from me, and we're going to be talking about some fairly intense things during this episode that are a little bit related to last Afterthoughts, but on the flip side. So, James, today I would like to talk about relationships again. Um, yes. However... I want to take it from the perspective of the person without ADHD, the individual that is in relationship with ADHD. Um, oh, that, that is side. assuming hmm. assuming that we have a relationship <laughs> with one person who is ADHD and one person who is not. Of course, you can have it many uh, other ways. Yes. Um, however, f at least from my experience, maybe from your experience as well, uh, that tends to be the case. Um, people with ADHD yes. tend to yes. attract a very particular kind of person that I think we'll get into in this episode. Uh, yes, we can get into that. Lots of other things, that's for sure. Yes. So right off the bat, um, episode four here is about Jessica and Jules kind of epically butting heads, right? Right, uh, right. Coming to a point in their relationship where the shiny's kind of worn off, which is what we've <laughs> talked about before. Um, Jules is starting to right. get a little bit annoyed with what uh, <laughs> she's doing, not telling him things, all this kind of stuff. And Jessica's just trying to... Frustrated, burnt out. Yes, yes. Right. And Jessica's just trying to live her best life, right? Yes. And, and, and enjoy life how she knows how to enjoy it. Um, yes. And, and essentially not have to change for anybody, which is totally fair, right? Um, so, <laughs> yes, but there so is consideration the, in a relationship. <laughs> so. Yes, yes. So I want to take it from the perspective of Jules. Um, yes. And as someone without ADHD, I can probably play Jules pretty well in real life i've i've seen it growing <laughs> up uh with you and and Edie, uh -oh. my mother um it's gonna get real as well now, as in, yeah as well as in my own relationship right right um right there are definitely characteristics of all of this and so my question to start us off is how does the person <laughs> without adhd get around the feeling of feeling like they're raising a child when they well, are in relationship with a person uh, with ADHD. Cause it's yeah. like, I hate to put it in those terms, but like that is the realest way that I can say it. Well, Cause I, there it, are, yes. there's just aspects of that, that, that feel like you're, you're kind of pulling the well, weight of the whole thing. This is how it, yes, this is how it shows up. Right. <laughs> And so is that I too understand. Much? <laughs> no, you're just it's it's not the million dollar question, it's a ten million dollar question, right? Yeah. Um because the cycling part within relationship, right? 
you know, as you affect each other over time, you build this history and experience together. And if you look at ADHD and the disruptive nature of it, uh, yes, it doesn't go away. We know that. So it affects a relationship in an ongoing way. And when you look at the space of the spouse who doesn't have uh, ADHD, feeling like their spouse as a child or as immature or, uh, you know, just doesn't logically think about things like other adults might, you know, that really sets up the conversation in that you have the underactive space of uh, the prefrontal cortex or the neurology of the mind in those diagnosed with ADHD. Well, we know the executive functioning, right, is responsible for all the focus, concentrate, motivate, plan, prioritize, and evaluate. Well, that plan, prioritize, and evaluate, if it's not done consistently and it's haphazard or it works in fits and starts, the person's going to look like they're an adolescent or a child or there's a degree of immaturity in those evaluation planning prioritizing skills. And that's where you get the perspective where it feels like, oh, these people, this person's like they're a child. Um, <laughs> and I, Okay, so, you know, I've done so much exposure of myself in so many ways, and it just brings up a classic example of this. Uh, actually, Jules, when you and I were on a trip in Chicago, and we were with mm-hmm. a, a dear 28-year-old friend of, uh, she was the daughter of one of our good friends, and uh, I was... I, in some hyperactive mode in Chicago with Jules on vacation. I was making a silly joke about something and laughing at myself. And this 28-year-old turned around and essentially said to me, you're like a three-year-old. You make really (laughs) crazy, silly jokes, and then you just laugh at them yourself. (laughs) Most people, people, as an adult, I'm in my 50s now, here's this 28-year-old going, this is really weird. And I'm going... And I looked at her and I said, you know, you're right. There's an underactive part of my brain where I get silly like this and I can laugh at myself and it is very childlike. Um, so that's how simply it happens. Now, if this happens in a relationship where someone's responsible for paying bills or picking the kids up or cooking dinner or you know, cleaning the house, it can be unbelievably challenging and annoying and it can really feel it's very difficult um so what happens in that case what does a spouse do doesn't have adhd but sees this happening this is where we talked i think in in even uh, the last app after thoughts about couples uh, of the couples business meeting kind of thing where you keep things kind of attached or in gear um Coming up with key words sometimes that the, a spouse without ADHD can utter or say that might help the person with ADHD kind of snap back into, oh, wait a minute, I need to shift my thinking mm. or ground it or those kind of things. Like, I need the adult here now uh, yeah. or whatever it is. You, know, <laughs> you have to be careful because it can be something very that won't trigger the person with ADHD, yes. but yes, will will still pop them out of it and, and be like, hey, look, I. I need you to not be doing this right now. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. And and because vice versa, right? That childlike, fun, spontaneous behavior can be a lot of fun when you're dancing around yeah. the living room or, you know, uh, uh, climbing up in a tree just to go sit for fun, you know. Uh, <laughs> whatever it is, okay, yeah. it can be, it can have a fun aspect. But 
you're right. There is that childlike, it feels childlike because of the underactivity of the executive function is what shows up. It's not really childlike, okay? It's just, right. yeah. you know, elementary. And um, and that's, yeah, it's what happens on the ADHD spectrum. It doesn't go away completely, for sure. Right, right. Yeah, so I absolutely love that idea of of having these words that you can you know, say to each other, essentially the, uh, you know, these, these kinds of cues that you can give each other to, um, say what you need without, um, you know, getting really upset or, or irritated about it. Um, well, and so, and, and I'm even thinking like some adults with ADD, okay. They, uh, they love kind of dress up or characters or those kind of things. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, I need the adult character to come in now. And it's like the adult with ADD goes out of the room and puts on a different hat and comes back in and says, <laughs> okay, the adult's here now. Yeah. But it's yeah. just that shift in awareness that increases the executive function from a focused concentration point of view. And because, the again, the adult maturity is there. It's just an underactive moment of the prefrontal cortex or a trigger right. or a s- impulse or hyperactive kind of thought process. Uh, and so adults with ADD learning how to kind of make that shift, stop themselves. Okay, wait a minute. Let me go reset this. And literally, I've had adults go into a different room, put on a different hat. Okay, all right. I'm the adults back now, and here we go. Yeah, yeah. And it works well. It does. But you got to right. be playful. I think, that's and I think a... playful is one of the best ways to do it. Yeah, that's that is a beautiful way to put it. And I, I couldn't have put it any other way. And that's a perfect segue, actually, into a clip that I want to play from the episode um, cool. of Jules trying to um, do this with Jessica very horribly and ineffectively. So let's go listen to that real quick. Okay. How about we hear from someone who hasn't had a chance to talk about what's going on with them? Well... Jessica wasn't even here last time. She should go. Ah, I can't thank you enough for that suggestion, Jules. But you know what? Today, I just prefer to listen. Maybe I'll learn something. I'll go. That um, lady, her name escapes me, but she's so helpful, you know. I've been wondering if she's on vacation. Has anyone else talked to her? Talk to who, Bernard? Oh, you know, that kind, helpful lady on the phone. She gave me that wonderful recipe for pickles. Let me see your phone, Bernard. I think you mean Siri. I still think Jessica should go. Well, it's just that there's not much new. Same old, same old. <laughs> what? What about last Tuesday night? What do you mean? That was nothing. All right, so here we see Jules um, <laughs> not having that effective strategy that you were just talking about, right? right? And And ends up trying to put like these shackles around Jessica and saying you should do this or you should do that or, you know, and, and trying to control his, his, uh, girlfriend, um, in a way that like is not really okay and not really appropriate. Um, especially like adult to adult, but here in this situation, like Jules was thinking like my girlfriend is needs to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to prompt them as if they were an adolescent or a right, right, you know, right. young adult. Exactly. And 
Yeah. And so like bringing that strategy back that you were just talking about, if Jules and Jessica had talked about this previously, um, yes. they could have much more effectively dealt with that situation where Jules was feeling irritated and he could have said something more along the lines of, um, you know, like, I'm not going to try and put words in his mouth. But, right, right. Um, but I think... But, like, but here's, they could just communicate much more effectively. Right, because here's the catch-22s, okay? And there's at least two of them here I see that are blatant to me. Mm-hmm. You have a spouse without ADHD that over time does get frustrated and is irritated that either they remember things easier or they keep up with stuff or they're more even keel in their processing, whatever it is, that's uh, not ADHD-related, and they just get tired. Right. Yeah. So there's a critical yeah. element of spouses learning how to take time off, get away, take care of themselves and to not feel like they always have to be on. Mm. And so how yeah. a couple strategizes, how one person feels like everything is being shoved to their side, you know, and they're more responsible. Again, I go back to that parent kind of business or that uh, couple's business meeting idea. But the other side is this. And this is a huge challenge for adults with ADD, okay? Adults with ADD, I really want them to have the strength to be able to address the couple's situation and go open Pandora's box deliberately, okay, which is asking their spouse, how am I doing? Look, I know organization's an issue. Hey, I know I at times can be kind of... uh, childlike or immature in my behavior. I think I've been doing okay. I'm just wanting to get some feedback because the adult with ADD is just like, no, no, I am not going to go open Pandora's box yeah. and just get this plethora. Right. And, to, and and rightly so. The spouse who is not ADHD on the other side, it is important for them to titrate kind of that response yeah. or I was talking just to them say. about it. It, it. And so that's a two-way street. But I really right. think the responsible aspect on the adult ADD spectrum is to learn how to go to your spouse and say, okay, let's check in on this. Or I know this has been a challenge. This is how I'm strategizing around it right now or working with it. But I just want to make sure that it hasn't just like bowled you over in the last two weeks. Okay. But that's a pretty difficult, that's a pretty difficult skill set for many adults with ADD. They're so afraid to do it. Well, right, because I mean, for good reason, right? <laughs> because right. there's exactly. there has been such a massive history of mm-hmm. just contacting massive punishment and 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 aversive things that happen and spiral and and get emotional, right? And right. like that that is something I think you know, I, I always like talking about things in kind of micro steps and, and, right. and smaller steps than just saying, go and do this thing. <laughs> Cause, right. Cause like right. a lot of times just saying, go and do that. It, it's not effective. It doesn't do anything for anybody. Um, right. however, what would be a, an approximation to that? What would be a smaller step that someone could take to going and opening that box? Um, and would that involve potentially the spouse? Well, sure. And I think that this, you know, smaller steps in that arena is, okay, be aware of the two or three things that are difficult for you in relationships. You know, for me, I have to monitor at the end of the day when I'm tired, uh, I get a little more hyper or a little more impulsive uh, and I will have an intolerance 
or not uh, have a full bandwidth of listening to my spouse, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when she has something she wants to talk about or say, well, I need to go take care of myself at the end of the day, go take a shower, go do something, and then come in and talk to my spouse. So I'm doing something to resource or take care of myself rather than set myself up in a place where I'm tired or something's going to be requested and I really can't perform or really can't be present for what needs to be present. Okay. So there's something that the adult can do in taking care of themselves to begin with. But, you know, I I encourage adults to just like put one thing on the uh, couple's business meeting list of that. I'm going to kind of review and check in with on how am I doing, but vice versa, I will say, it's fair enough for the spouse to say, to put something on the list that says, you know, have I been compassionate? Have I, um, you know, been frustrated or irritated with you? And that came across in a difficult or a criticizing or judgmental way. So I do think it's important to have it on both sides of the coin to kind of address or uh, kind of evaluate. But I think those are kind of micro steps. You do something small at the time. Rather than maybe go and ask, hey, how have I been doing? And if I've been, th- you know, running your life over like an 18-wheeler again. Um, <laughs> because here's the other dynamic in the couples-related process that happens. And I've described this to adults for ADD for years, which is, look, it's a very, this is not a simple task. Because one, you're asking about something that's disrupt that might be disruptive. If your spouse was disrupted, then you're in a place where you need to listen and validate what they're saying emotionally. That wasn't fair. I know that was hard. Well, at the same time, the adult with ADD internally is feeling that, oh, damn, here we go again. Uh, And so I have to handle that emotional distress inside me that starts to spin up because my spouse is venting about it. But I need to listen. But I'm feeling bad about it. So it's a really dual process. And this is why I really encourage adults with ADD in developing internal resourcing skills like the emotional safe place or breathing techniques or micro meditations, something to keep them resourced and calm so that they can be there to listen about things that have been difficult for their spouse. They can validate what the spouse was going through. Yes, it wasn't fair. And the, to me, the adult with ADD is responsible for saying, look, this is the strategy I'm employing. This is the reset I'm doing. Um, and right. many times an adult with ADD, if you get over amped or over distressed, it's like, take a step back. I need to go take five minutes. Let me go take a walk. Let me think about this. I just need to settle and kind of reset myself. So yeah, that dynamic, I think, can be really, really helpful. Yeah, that is a fantastic way to, I think, conceptualize it and go forward with trying to get right. these um you know, the, this dynamic down between you and your spouse um, in a very equal and and centered way, right? Yeah. Um, an example of that not happening in the complex here uh, that we can apply that to <laughs> is um, in this clip that I want to play of Jules and Jessica, or of Jules learning about a lot of things that Jessica didn't, realize she should really tell him or forgot or whatever right Right. let's let's listen to that real quick great hey jules i can't make it tonight last minute scheduling conflict hope you understand oh is it that new client what 
Uh, I know you need to work late some nights, Jules, but... I quit that job. Uh, you, you quit your lawyer job? Yeah, it just hasn't been fun anymore, you know? And with Jade finishing her first year at college, I just started thinking, maybe I should go back to school. Wait, where, where are you? Was that a dog? Yeah, I can't wait for you to meet her. She's a ten-week-old purebred English bulldog. She's so cute. Bet you can't guess what her name is. I don't care what her name is. You know you can't have a dog without giving me a pet deposit and signing an addendum to the lease. Jules, you're such an old man. I can write and sign addendums in my sleep. I'll get everything to you tomorrow. But just be excited for me. I have a brand new puppy. Well, as long as you give me the paperwork. Okay, I'll just tell you. The name on her papers is Lady Sybil of Sussex. But her burning man name is Sinusitis. Jade is going to be so excited when she gets here. Oh, when is Jade getting here? Tomorrow morning. And she's staying for the summer. But you know that. I told you. Didn't I? All right, so here we see <laughs> Jessica basically laying down an uh, entire life yes. shift, right? She quits her job. <laughs> she got a dog. She uh, right. she uh, has been missing all right. of these you know, right. date nights and, and uh, is also having Jade for the summer. And didn't exactly. tell Jules about that, right? So, right. Um, in this situation, this is exactly where this kind of communication can come in, and where where exactly what James was just talking about um, right. can happen, where it's on both sides of the coin. Um, you know, Jules tries to keep himself calm, potentially tries to resource himself, like you see him do in the in the complex where he goes to the <laughs> sensory deprivation tank, right? Right. right. Um, after this. And, uh, you know, Jules resourcing himself, but also Jessica saying, oh, wait, oh, did I not tell you all this? I'm so exactly. sorry. Let's talk exactly. about how to, you know, how to remedy right. it. Um, so, you know, I think this is, this is going to hit home for a lot of people here. Um, and it, it can come off as very overwhelming, I think, for both parties in this situation and in just talking about it. Um, so I really encourage, just like you've been saying, take small steps towards um, yeah, and this here, as much as you can. Right. And here's one other brief thing to do that can be very helpful uh, between couples. Uh, this can be in the couple's business meeting or just in time that, you know, the spouse of someone uh, who has ADHD can periodically say uh, and or the adults with ADD can put it as a marker or a strategy is to let your spouse know what you're thinking. OK, these are the things I've been thinking about. These are the yeah. ideas that are kind of running through my mind. Because what happens a lot of times is that, you know, an adult with ADD may have been thinking or going over something or not really evaluated or planned that they need to say something about this or that to their spouse. And then it just blurts out. And it's been, yeah. and they're like, when did you start thinking about this? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and so if you can have, you know, hey, what have you been thinking about recently? Or an adult with ADD can mm. say, hey, these are some of the things that are kind of rolling through my mind right now. I don't have any definite plans for them. I'm just kind of letting you know that this is some of my yeah. thinking. Sometimes that can help communicate, uh, but kind of bringing those forward of the things that an adult with ADD is thinking about. So they don't come out flirting yeah. like what happened with Jessica here all at once. And I, and I think that preface is 
crucially important there, right? right? And that right. this is what I'm thinking. There's no definite plans. That's the key. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, I just want to get your thoughts to, to help filter it here. Yeah, um, and then the spouse has that, to manage yeah. the feeling of like, oh my God, they're going to go do it anyway. That's or, exactly right. Uh, yes, because <laughs> because if it is not prefaced, the spouse right. is like, what? No, no what? don't no, don't what? do that. Like exactly, what are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I think I think these are incredible strategies to do. Um, okay. The words that we were talking about, the the kind of uh, cue words yeah. for each other, right. the way that both sides can really facilitate this conversation and, and talk with each other and level set, yeah. um, have these kinds of meetings that we've talked about over the last couple yeah. afterthoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of that can really go towards making a strong relationship um, in this kind of setting, as well as making sure each of y'all are resourcing yourselves in your own yeah. ways, right? Exactly. Making sure it's you're just taking making care of it exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Where you've got yeah. this ongoing communication that is more consistent, and it just keeps some checks and balances on the ADHD diagnosis or the spectrum of that from just getting out of hand too much. Uh, yeah, and not that it takes out all the challenges or stress because it doesn't, but it certainly can soften the edges. Right. So, all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it didn't trigger you too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you want to learn more about these uh, things we're talking about and the resources that James has for all of this stuff, you can find so much more on his website, jamesochoa.com. And you can also follow him on all of the social medias except for TikTok. And Instagram, but maybe eventually James will get a yes, TikTok. Uh, I think those might be coming out soon. Who knows? Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, be looking forward to that. James also has a training and uh, town hall coming up for people with ADHD. So if you are a therapist and you want to learn how to treat ADHD like James treats ADHD, Go check that out on his website. And if you're just somebody with ADHD wanting to learn and discuss more about this live on kind of a webinar series, go check out the ADHD town hall on his website as well. James, thank you so much for talking today. And I can't wait to talk to you more in a couple weeks. All right. Sounds great, Jules. Thanks. The Complex is produced and directed by Jules Ochoa and co-written by Jules Ochoa and Robin Shapsonoff. Amanda was played by Marina Deo Pedraza. Ramon Berkowitz, a.k.a. Genius Boy, was played by Noel Gallen. Jessica was played by Robin Grace Soto. Bernard was played by Tom Doyle. Crispy was played by John Brinkley. Jade was played by Gus Dexhammer. Jules Ochoa played Jules, and James Ochoa played himself.